Benedict Cumberbatch is delivering things, and he is spy things because he's a spy. Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder, brought to you by Pioneer Library System. We are back. It's another episode of the 5-Minute Film Finder, where we're going to tell you about some movies today. My name is London, and I am here in the studio with... Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, London. I've never recorded with you before. I've never recorded with you either. This is exciting. I'm I'm very excited. So, something new we're going to do once a month, I think. Uh, We want to talk about some more... um, newer releases that the library carries. These won't necessarily be on Hoopla or Canopy. Um, Like today's two movies we carry on Blu-ray and DVD. We have tons of copies, so you should go check them out. Um, Tracy, as you know, uh, Wilhelm is here with us, and he's going to give us five minutes and uh, to talk about the movie we picked out. Do you want to go first? I think that'd be great. All right, so I will be talking about uh, the film Minari. And we're started. Okay, great. So Minari uh, came out in 2020. It's an American drama film written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung. Uh, The plot of the movie on IMDb is wonderfully short and nondescript, which is a Korean family starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. And that's the entire film plot on IMDb. Um, it stars Steven Yeun as Jacob, which I think a lot of people will know from, I believe, The Walking Dead. He's Glenn. Yes, I've never watched The Walking Dead. I'm a very bad nerd. Uh, but I do know who Steven Yeun is. And then um, Yuri Han as Monica, Alan as Kim as David, Noel Cho as Annie, and then, oh, no, I looked up how to say her name, Yu Jung Yoon as Sunju. Um, she's amazing. She's fantastic. She was, for me, the absolute heart of this movie. Um, so, do you know what Minari means? Well, I cheated because I was reading about it. <laughs> Can I say? Yes, please. It, it's water celery. Yes. So, uh, a lot of this movie is, like I said in the plot, about farming. And Minari is one of the things they end up growing on this farm. So, this movie got a ton of awards uh, buzz. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Score, Best Original Screenplay, Best Actor for Steven Yoon, and Best Supporting Actress for Yoo Jung Yoon, who uh, won actually for that, which made her uh, the first Korean to ever win an Academy Award for acting, which I thought was really interesting. Well, she's a big deal at home. We don't yes. really know her so much here, so this was, I'm glad we're getting exposure to her. For sure. Uh, one of the things that I looked up is that she's apparently huge in South Korea to the point where whenever uh, the writer-director Lee Isaac Chung told his family that he was making this movie and told them that she was involved, they were like, oh yeah, please make this movie about our family as long as she is going to be involved. Because this is uh, largely based off of uh, Lee Isaac Chung's time growing up in a rural area in America, um, growing up in a farming family. And I also found out was loosely... uh, was going to be an adaption of My Antonia by Willa Cather to huh. bring that back to library stuff, which I didn't know. Um, I do think this is like a really literary movie. Whenever I was watching it, I got real Grapes of Wrath vibes. Did you kind of feel that? I I hadn't thought of that way, but I like that they kind of just let the story go and be organic. Um, some really like heavy things could happen, but it's not heavy handed. It's like it's real, but it's not heavy handed. And I appreciated that. For sure. It is a big slow burn movie. Um, There are definitely parts that are bright spots. Like we talked a little bit beforehand about um, uh, Sunja as a character, which is the grandmother, who is absolutely the 
funniest, most wonderful light in this movie. She's hilarious. Do you want to talk? You were like gushing about her a little bit earlier, so I want to give you your moment to talk about her. <laughs> well, you know, you have to love this in the relationship between the grandmother and the grandson, who's very little. He's never met her before. Um, he doesn't. He insists he doesn't like her, but she just keeps after him. And he points out she's not like a regular grandma. So she uh, she plays cards. She watch, watches wrestling on TV and kind of swears at the TV and uh, teases him about being a bedwetter and, mm-hmm. and different things. And um, it's just very sweet. Yeah, she is uh, very kind of crass is maybe a nice word to use mm-hmm. for it. Like she does like yell at them while teaching them how to gamble. Yeah. And he's just like, you're a bad grandma. You don't and, make cookies. Right. But she's obviously very doting on him. Mm-hmm. Sarah, a few points where he is in trouble for doing something that I won't give away because it's a very funny part right. of the movie. Um, that she goes, oh, no, it's not a big deal that he played this prank on me. Please don't get him in trouble. Please Look at this sweet boy, this good boy. Like, she obviously loves him so much, and it's so sweet. Hilarious prank. Um, so, <laughs> I was mortified by it, but you have to watch the movie to find out. Um, I definitely thought this was like a super slow burn film like like you said it's really 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 organic and really unfolds and during a lot of it I was like oh this is beautiful I could understand why you'd want to see it in a theater because it's got these vast farmscapes it's really well shot it's really gorgeous Um, but I was kind of like I don't know if this is for me and then the last 15 minutes hit and I sobbed through all of them so I would say it's a very emotional movie it's a very uh, American story Uh, I really enjoyed it in the end I hope everyone watches this. Yeah, it's definitely it's, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's that awards vibe for a film that definitely you know that you know it's not it's going to be a story. You're going to learn something about other people and yourself while you watch it. And that was one of the things that uh, the director talked about is that in the end is an immigrant tale. Yes, but it's also a family tale and everybody has something they can relate to in it. Ooh, I think I crushed it on oh, that yeah. little last You made it. Little last pinpoint. Ooh, yay. I have a nugget of trivia for you though. Oh, yay. I'm going to cheat and go over time. Um I noticed on my second viewing Daryl Cox uh plays the hatchery foreman. Yes. Um did you catch this? No, I don't think so. So, um he teaches at OU. He teaches acting. So he, oh, he's no a local kidding. actor. This was filmed in Tulsa. Um, he's had a very cool career. I think you and Kendall recently discussed RoboCop. Is that right? We did, yes. Do you know what Daryl Cox was in? RoboCop 2. RoboCop. Oh, just RoboCop he, he was in the first oh, one. Oh, cool. So. So, yeah, uh, the second time through, I saw his name. I was like, that's pretty cool. Well, that's fascinating. I hadn't so, realized yeah. that. Give it up for Daryl. Yeah. So, thank you, Tracy. Um, we will go to a commercial right now, and we'll be back with our second film today. The time is now! Pioneer Library's Summer Learning Challenge is here! Read, complete activities, log your points to earn swag. With categories for children, teens, and adults, there is something for everyone. The Summer Learning Challenge ends August 15th, so visit pioneerlibrarysystem.org and use the My Learning link to sign up today. Okay, we are back, Tracy. Um, we've just heard about Minari. Mm-hmm. We have a something on the other end of the spectrum yes. here today. Real cinema now. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so, you know, keeping with our theme of new releases, we have to talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Do we? We do. <laughs> you are obligated to talk about Godzilla versus Kong to. with me. So um, this is our fourth film in Legendary's MonsterVerse that we've been following now for a few years. Um, we kind of had a reboot in 2014 with Godzilla. 
Um, we had Kong Skull Island in 2017, Godzilla King of the Monsters in 2019, and uh, now we have Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, I think I've seen one half of one of those movies you mentioned before. I've seen all of Godzilla versus Kong and one half of Godzilla King of the Monsters. So this movie was confusing so for me. So when you put all those halves together, what have you got? Confusion. Yeah. Um, so I take it you're not the biggest fan. I have no issue with the Titan movies. Mm-hmm. I um, We were previously talking, do love a big action film. We discussed briefly my love for the Fast and Furious movies. So this movie should scratch that itch for me. And I think just because I didn't know all the backstory, it didn't. I think it helps a lot. Um, it's been a good while since I've seen that 2014 Godzilla. But I, if you watch Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters, this is going to be kind of it's going to be satisfying for you, I think. Um, I always question, do we care about the the human characters in these monster movies? It was fun for me in a couple of them because like a few of the actors I like. So like I can't see Kyle Chandler in a movie without saying clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. And then I get really right. excited for me. And then uh, the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People was in it, which he I was, was excited about. Yeah. But everyone else I was like, oh, boy, I don't know. Yeah. So we have Alexander Skarsgård playing Dr. Nathan Lind, uh, hollow earth expert. And I, I like him. I think he's good. Millie Bobby Brown from whatchamacallit. Stranger, uh, Stranger Things. Things is in this as Madison Russell. Um, do you know this is not the first time these two titans have duked it out? I, I feel like there have been other King Kong and Godzilla movies. I yes. brought something to show you oh, today. Oh, did you really? Visual aid here. So um, we first saw these two fight in 1962. This was one of the Toho Studios movies. I'm probably one of four people to say this, but I prefer this 1962 movie. I'm going to be honest. That, to me, just that cover, which I, I'm going to quickly try to describe as two claymation figures, one of which is supposed to be Godzilla and one of which is supposed to be King Kong. Godzilla is spitting fire at King Kong. That is everything to me. They're not claymation. Those are men in bad suits. Oh, that's even more exciting. So I, I might challenge you to take this home and watch this. I might accept that challenge. Okay. So if you're a fan of Godzilla, um, if you're a fan of King Kong, you know, you're going to want to watch this. Something I notice in this is... Uh, they make Kong such a sympathetic figure. He gets all kinds of heart and story, and you feel bad for him. Um, Godzilla is immediately kind of painted as your bad guy in this movie. It's very strange that I was talking to Kendall, one of our coworkers, about it earlier, and King Kong gets to be like a dad in this movie. Like he has a small girl that he is co-parenting with a scientist, which is weird. Um, and that Godzilla gets this weird anti-hero vibe, where yeah. it's like. We know he was good in the last movie that he was in, but now he's acting bad. And then Millie Bobby Brown is like his lobbyist to the scientist about like, no, Godzilla would never do this unprovoked. Right. It was a vibe. I think she loves Godzilla. She, Godzilla it's, is her stepdad or something. I, I don't know. I like Godzilla a lot, but he's kind of one dimensional in this. And yes. it, it, I know he's just a big monster. He doesn't talk or anything, but he's just kind of there and he's kind of. He seems like he's the bad guy. And then for some reason, um, we, we for the first time, we see King Kong with a battle axe. Which was great. All these decades, we've been saying, you know what King Kong needs? A weapon. A battle axe. Yes. That would be cool. I've got to be honest. When there is a point in the movie where he does pick up the battle axe and he beats on his chest, and I was like, no, I buy into this movie. This movie I buy into. That part of it I, I really did enjoy. One of the things that I was saying was that, like, the one thing that I give mad respect for them in this movie is that they spent the money. Oh, yeah. 
like they did not skimp no all the cgi looks really really good and this might be because the last cgi i saw was in robocop but like it looks delicious like Mm -hmm. it's very good cgi it looks great. There's good fights. I like that they did, they don't make you wait until the end of the movie to see these two fight. They have a, a mini fight like 30 minutes in. Yes, they do have like a boss fight. They don't like spend all that movie teasing us no. about the fight. Um, you do get good references and throwbacks to like King Ghidorah, who, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, he had been defeated in the previous movie. Um, and we have the introduction of another Titan. I don't know if I should tell or not, but... Um, you should just go watch it, probably. It's definitely, if you want to, like, watch a movie in the dark, in your house, like, with popcorn and, and like, a large so like, a And big not have soda. to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. If you've had, like, a rough day and you're like, I'm going to go home and see pretty things and turn off my brain, this movie is, like, got to be it for you. Like, it's it's definitely fun, but so much of it was, like... It did feel like I had entered something like 75% of the way through since I hadn't seen any of the other movies. And I was like, what is Hollow Earth? Why is Alexander Skarsgård in charge of it? My big question is um, if if there's a Hollow Earth and there's all this other world in the middle, where's our hot magma core? That's that's, that's my issue. I need to see some science on this. Uh, no, I started calling it Under Space instead of Hollow Earth. Under Space. <laughs> and that is our time, Tracy. Um so, again, these are some newer releases that we have at the library. If you have a Pioneer Library card, you should uh, come check these out. If you're in our service area and don't have a card, you should come get a card. We'll be glad to help you out with that and um, help you place a hold on Minari and Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, Tracy, you know, since we're talking about newer releases, can I pick your brain? Sure. Okay. Um, so I thought we could play name that recent release. Oh, yay, fun. This is, I'm going to, I have some synopses for you. Oh, okay, great. They're the London version. Okay, perfect. These I love are this not already. from IMDb. Okay, great. They're not classy. I love that. So. Neither am I. Okay, so, um, number one. Frances McDormand stars as Fern, a woman roaming the United States in a van with a five-gallon commode, and she works temp jobs. It maybe won a few Oscars. I have to think that that's Nomadland. That is. Which you can get the book of here at the library as well. Yes, very true. You can't see my screen, can you? No, I can't. I have terrible vision. This is an honor system here. Okay, number two. This film set in Manhattan continues the well-known and ancient rivalry between two ferocious animals and features Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, and Colin Jost. You want to say Godzilla versus Kong, don't you? Yes, but I'm like, Colin Jost wasn't in this movie. I just watched it. She's in, Chloe Grace Mertz is in some army one that's called like Under the Sky or Under Siege or something like that. Is it that? It's not that. It's oh, even no. better than that. What is it? Tom and Jerry the movie. Oh, good God. So, available at your library. Um... Moving on, the title of this movie would make you think that Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch is delivering things, and he is. Spy things, because he's a spy. Oh. My mind immediately went to Bridge of Spies, because I just think that's the worst title of a movie ever, but that came out like five years ago. That one's a little older. Is it? Oh, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Oh, no, I can't think of the title. (laughs) What is it? I've put you on the spot here, to be fair. You're doing great. Okay. It is The Courier. 
The courier. Oh, yes. He's very British in it. Yes, he is. He carries around a suitcase. I remember seeing the trailer. His character has a very British name in it, and I can't remember what it was. He looks extremely British in it. So we have a psychological thriller film starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon, and stuff really hits the fan when their characters relocate the family from New York to England. There's no place like home. Oh, now I feel really bad. Because I don't know this either. <laughs> what is it? I dug deep, and it's been a you hard year. So okay. let's be. We'll be kind to ourselves. It's called The Nest. No, that one totally flies yeah. over. Yeah. I don't even remember a trailer for that That is one. recent, and okay. we have it okay. available for checkout. Love Jude Law as an actor. Yeah, he's great. He's a great actor. I have two more for you. Okay, we'll see if I can okay. redeem myself. National treasure Tom Hanks stars in this Western, but for some reason does not play a pool string cowboy doll. Um, the film is based on the 2016 novel of the same name by Paulette Giles and follows an aging Civil War vet on a mission to return a young girl to her family. I know this one. What is it's it? News of the World. Yes, it is. Good job. Last one. Okay. It's a good one. Okay. It's the future, and young, overly attractive space travel- travelers are on a fancy ship. Their purpose? Reproduce during the wicked long space flight so that their grandchildren will be of age by the time they make it to the Earth-like exoplanet, where we are hoping to throw up new curtains because we wrecked our first Earth, of course. Is this the one with um, Colin Farrell in Yes, it, it is. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people talk about how weird the plot of this movie is. You're pretending like you don't own a copy. I, once again, I should, because I think Colin Farrell's a great actor. Yeah, I enjoy him. But um, I can't remember the name of it. I've just heard everyone be like, this is the movie where Colin Farrell tries to tell kids not to do it in space. Right. Um, it is called Voyagers. Voyagers. There so. we go. I do the plot, though. Yeah. Good uh, job. Thank you. So these are some new releases we have at the library. Um you know, we also have a uh, email address for this podcast. It is podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. You can also check out our online catalog at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. Um, please like and subscribe to this content. If you like this content, we'd love to make more for you. And with that, we'll say have a good day. And thank you, Tracy, for being here. Thanks for having me on, London. Bye. Bye. Bye.